Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. TV, radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Back in time and to teach us about His Word and how is His Word relevant to today. So now, I am so excited, Bride, to be on the book of Esther, because Esther was the queen back in her day, and she really helped her people. And you know, when I was Washington, I thought I was Esther. I thought, God, please, he had me up there praying and uh, trying to help the uh, church to see and trying to, you know, speak these words that we've got to turn, the nation needs to repent, blah, 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 but... Whoever God has chosen to be that Esther, we need to pray that the Esther of our day would rise up and go speak to the president, seriously, to warn him. I've done my part of trying to warn him. I pray God sends somebody straight into his face to warn him, you know, to tell him, no, this can't be happening. Judgment's going to happen imminent if you continue down this path. So let's, let's read this book and let's consider what's happening in our day. Okay, and let's see. Okay, Lord, we're going to pray that you send an Esther. Somebody that's for real, not tainted. Somebody that uh, has the true word in their mouth. Amen? All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this beautiful day today. We thank you, Lord, for uh, giving us this Bible study and this time to go through your word from A to Z, from the beginning to end and to have you teach us, Lord, uh, and to uh, show us how 
what was happening back in those days, how it's relevant to what's happening with us today in our time, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for teaching us, Lord, because we know that just as you loved uh, your country back then is how you love the United States today, Lord. So we really want to delve into Esther and we want to learn. We want to learn from her story and from her life, Lord. So Holy Spirit, have your way and teach us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all know I do the King James Version, so let's open up the Bible to the book of Esther. Now, isn't it funny that it says that the author of the book of Esther is unknown? All right, so here we go. Now, look at where Esther is following Nehemiah. Now, we know that in Nehemiah's day was judgment, wasn't it? Remember, Nehemiah's day was judgment, and there was found a remnant. Uh, Nehemiah told the remnant, look, let's go ahead and build. We're going to go ahead and go forward in God, even though all the crazy stuff's happening out here. Remember, even, even in the book of Ezra, the false people, the false prophets tried to jump aboard to taint them, and they said, no, we're going to be separate. No, we are the remnant of God. We're not going to mix. We're not going to pollute. We're not going to be tainted. All right, so there's the past, bride. We know they're still in the realm of judgment. Okay, so now we're with the book of Esther, and let's see what happens in Esther's day. Now, it came to pass in the days of Ahusuerus, this is Ahusuerus, which reigned from India even unto Ethiopia, over a hundred and seven and twenty provinces. Wow, that's a lot. That in those days when the king Ahusuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan the palace, in the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto all his princes and servants, the power of Persia and Media, the nobles and princes of the providences being before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even a hundred and fourscore days. And when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan, the palace, both unto great and small seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace wow that was a big sh shebang wasn't it where were white green and blue hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and pillars of marble the beds were of gold and silver upon a pavement of red and blue and white and black and marble wow can you imagine how beautiful brown and they gave them drink and vessels of gold, the vessels being diverse one from another, and royal wine in abundance, according to the state of the king. And the drinking was according to the law. None did compel, for so the king had appointed to all the officers of his house that they should do according to every man's pleasure. So you could just drink whatever you wanted to drink. Also, Vashti the queen made a feast for the women in the royal house which belonged to King Ahasuerus. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, in other words, he was drunk, he commanded Mahuman, Bista, Harbana, Bigtha, and Abakta, Zethar, and Carcass, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Ahasuerus the king, 
to bring Vashti the queen before the king with the crown royal to show the people and the princes her beauty, for she was very fair to look upon. In other words, he was drunk and he was wanting to show off his beautiful, beautiful wife. Then the, uh, but the queen, Vashti, refused to come at the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Therefore was the king very wroth, and his anger burned in him. Then the king said to the wise men, which knew the times, for so was the king's manner towards all that knew law and judgment. And next to him was Karshina, Shethar, Admetha, Tarshish, Miris, Marsena, and Mimikin, the seven princes of Persia, and Media, which saw the king's face, and which sat in the first in the kingdom. What shall we do unto the queen Vashti according to law? Because she has not performed the commandment of the king, Ahasuerus by the chamberlains. In other words, how dare her disrespect you in public? She cannot do that to the king. And Mimukin answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen has not done wrong to the king only, but also to all the princes and to all the people that are in the provinces of the king Ahasuerus. For this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes when it shall be reported. The king of Ahasuerus commanded Vashti the queen to be brought in before him, but she came not. So in other words, if we see our leader in rebellion, it's going to encourage everybody else out here to be rebellious. So what are you going to do about it? Boy, that'll preach. What happens at the top? What do we see happening in our country? What is the habit of our top leader is spreading throughout the country? Good point. All right, so let's turn over here to verse 18. Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Media say this day unto all the king's princes, which have heard of the deed of the queen, thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. In other words, this rebellion is going to spread if you don't squash it. If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him, and let it be written among the laws of Persians and the Medes, that it be not altered, that Vashti come no more before the king Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. And when the king's decree, which he shall make, shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great, all the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small. In other words, you need to replace her with somebody that will give you honor, and it will bring honor in every house in the kingdom. And the saying pleased the king and the princes, and the king did according to the word of Mimikin. For he sent letters unto all the king's provinces, and to every province according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be published according to the language of every people. After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus was appeased, he remembered Vashti, and what she had done, and what was decreed against her. Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, Let there be fair young virgins sought for the king, 
and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of the kingdom that they may gather together all the fair young virgins unto Shushan the palace to the house of the women unto the custody of Hagi the king's chamberlain keeper of the women and let their things for the purification be given them in other words we're going to go out and find a pure queen and give them all that they need to prepare themselves for you and let the maiden which pleased the king be queen instead of Ashti. And the thing pleased the king, and he did so. Now in Shushan the palace there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shammai, the son of Kish, and a Benjaminite, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity which had been carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon had carried away. And he brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. She was an orphan, huh? And the maid was fair and beautiful, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. Wow. Okay, so it came to pass. Now, isn't that funny? Because they had to preach right there. Because this girl didn't have any name. She didn't have any uh, standing or position or parents or status. So it came to pass when the king's commandment and his decree was heard. And when many maidens were gathered together unto Shushan the palace to the custody of Haggai, that Esther was brought into the king's house to the custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. And the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him, and he speedily gave her the things for purification, which such, such things as belonged to her. And seven maidens, which were meet to be given her out of the king's house, and he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Wow. So she found favor. Esther had not showed her people nor her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her that she should not show it. Sometimes God would tell us to not say things. And Mordecai walked every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did and what should become of her. In other words, he was very concerned, so he kept an eye on her. Now, when every maid's turn was come in to go to the king Ahasuerus, after that she had been twelve months according to the manner of women. For so were the days of their purifications accomplished to wit, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with sweet odors and with other things for the purification of women. Then thus came every maiden unto the king, whosoever she desired, Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. So in other words, every woman that had a chance to be the queen was able to take whatever they wanted in there to please the king. Wow. In the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the women to the custody of Shishas Gaz the king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines, she came in unto the king no more, except the king delighted in her, and that she were called by name. 
And when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come in to go unto the king, she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. So Esther was taken into the king Ahasuerus unto his house royal in the tenth month, which is the month to Beth in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen of Vashti instead of Vashti. Now the king made a great feast unto all the princes and his servants, even Esther's feast, and made a release to the provinces and gave gifts according to the state of the king. Boy, he was happy, wasn't he? And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai sat in the king's gate. Esther had not yet showed her kindred nor her people, as Mordecai had charged her. For Esther did the commandment of Mordecai like as when she was brought up with him. In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Bigthan and Teresh, of those which kept the door, were wroth and sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen. And Esther certified the king thereof of Mordecai's name. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore they were both hanged on a tree, and it was written in the book of Chronicles before the king. After those things were in chapter 3, did king Ahasuerus promote Haman, the son of Hamatha the Agatite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman, for the king had so much commanded concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not, neither gave him reverence. Isn't that something? Wow. Then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, said unto Mordecai, What transgressed thou the king's commandment? Now it came to pass, when they spoke daily unto him, and he hearkened not unto them, that they told Haman, to see whether Mordecai's matters would stand, for he had told them that he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor gave him reverence, then he, Haman was full of wrath. And he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had showed him the people of Mordecai. Wherefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, even the people of Mordecai. So in other words, I'm going to hurt this man where it hurts. I'm going after his people. In the first month, that is the month Nisan, in the twelfth year of the king Ahasuerus, they cast purr. That is, the lot before Haman from day to day and from month to month to the twelfth month. That is, the month Adar. And Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they be destroyed, 
and I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that will have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. And the king took his ring from his hand, which means it's official, and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agatite, the Jews' enemy. And the king said unto Haman, The silver is given to thee, the people also, to do with them as it seems good unto thee. Then were the king's scribes called on the thirteenth day of the first month, and there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king's lieutenants, and to the governors that were over every province, and to the rulers of every people of every province, according to the writing thereof. And to every people after their language, in the name of the king Ahasuerus, was it written and sealed with the king's ring. In other words, the death penalty had been uh, implemented to every Jew, and it was sent out in all the province. Why? Just because this man was so mad at Mordecai, he wanted to sit and kill all his people. And the letters were sent by post unto all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, in one day, even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month Adar, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, that they should be ready against that day. The post went out, being hastened by the king's commandment, and the decree was given in Shushan the palace. And the king and Haman sat down to drink. But the city Shushan was perplexed. Chapter 4 When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes, put on sackcloth with ashes, and went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter cry. Now, bride, that's what I was telling you earlier. That is what's going to happen with the two witnesses in Jerusalem in the first part of tribulation. They are going to be covered in sackcloth and ashes. That is the sign of repentance to God. And in every province, oh, here we go, and get verse 2, and came even before the king's gate, for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province, whether, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, and weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told it to her. Then was the queen exceedingly grieved, and she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai, and to take away his sackcloth from him, but he received it not. Then called Esther for, ha for Hatak, one of the king's chamberlains, who he had appointed to attend unto her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. So Hatak went forth to Mordecai into the street of the city which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him, and unto the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. Also he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given at Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther, and to declare it unto her, and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him, 
and to make request for him for her people. And Hatak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. And Esther spake unto Hatak and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and all the people of the king's providences do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called to come into the king these thirty days. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. In other words, he's telling Esther, Who do you think you are just because you're queen? You're not any better than any of the Jews out here suffering. For if thou altogether hold your peace at this time, then there shall enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and your father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Boy, that a preach, won't it? Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, eat nor drink, neither three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Lord, I just want to stop right there and just pray for the bride, that we will have that heart, that we will preach the truth, and if we perish, we perish. But we will die doing the truth. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Now it came to pass, we're on the last chapter for today, chapter 5. And it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house. And the king sat upon the royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. And it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, What will thou, Queen Esther? And what is your request? It shall be given to thee even half of the kingdom. And Esther answered, If it seems good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day into the banquet that I have prepared for him. Then the king said, Cause Haman to make haste, that he may do as Esther has said. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. And the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine, What is your petition? And it shall be granted to thee. And what is your request? Even to the half of the kingdom it shall be performed. Then answered Esther and said, My, tish, my petition and my request is, If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king to grant my petition and to perform my request, let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them, and I will do tomorrow as the king has said. Now, I just want to pause there and say, let's picture what's going through Haman's mind. Haman is obviously the kind of man that loves power and prestige and position, right? 
So he's probably telling all his friends, Wow, I get to have dinner with the king and queen tonight. Me, myself, and I. I am so important to be sitting at the king's table. I love the prestige of this. All right, let's continue. Verse 9. Then went Haman forth that day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate that he stood not up, nor moved for him, he was full of indignation against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman refrained himself, and when he came home, he sent and called for his friends and Zeresh's wife. Oh, this is so funny. It is exactly what I was thinking. Because look what it says right here. And Haman told them of the glory of his riches and the multitude of his children and all the things wherein the king has promoted him and how he had advanced him above all princes and servants of the king. Who does that sound like today, Brad? Haman said, moreover, Yea, Esther the queen did let no man come in with the king unto the banquet that she had prepared but myself. Now we see, Bride, the trap that's been set today by people having access to the king. They do, it goes to their head. Tomorrow, and am invited, am I invited unto her also with the king? Yet all this availeth me nothing, so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then said Zeresh his wife and all his friends to him, Let gallows be made for a fifty cubits high, and tomorrow speak thou unto the king that Mordecai might be hanged thereon. Then go thou in merrily with the king unto the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. Oh, I hate to stop here. Let me see how far this book goes. I know it's a short book. Bride, do y'all want me to finish? I say let's finish. We only got a few chapters left. All right, chapter 6. So on that night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bagnatha and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door who sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the king said, What honor and dignity has been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. And the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman was coming to the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai, isn't this funny? On the gallows that he had prepared for him. And the king's servants said unto him, Behold, Haman stands in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king said unto him, what shall be done unto the man whom the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, To whom would the king delight do honor more than to myself? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom uh, the king delights to honor, Let the royal apparel be brought which the king uses to wear, And the horse that the king rides upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head, and let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of the one 
of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man withal, whom the king delights to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city, and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Make haste, and take the apparel and the horse, as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew, that sit to the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. That is so funny. Then took Haman the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai. Oh, can you imagine the pride he is swallowing? Can you imagine the hatred that's filling his heart right now? He thought all that glory was going to be given to him, but God is having him clothe it to his enemy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Verse 11, Then took Haman the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street. Boy, he had to do it all, didn't he, Brian? And arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaimed before him, Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delights to honor. And Mordecai came again into the king's gate, but Haman hasted to his house mourning and having his head covered. He was shamed, wasn't he? And Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. And while they were yet talking with him, came the king's chamberlains, and hasted to bring Haman unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. So all this happened, Bride, before the next banquet. So the king and Haman came to banquet with Esther the queen. And the king said unto Esther on the second day at the banquet of wine, What is your petition, Queen Esther? And it shall be granted thee. And what is your request? And it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom. Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain and to perish. But if we had been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king Ahasuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he and where is he that does presume in his heart to do so? And Esther said, The, the adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. He got busted, didn't he, bride? And the king, arising from the banquet of wine in his wrath, went into the palace garden, and Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen. For he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden into the place of the banquet of wine, and Haman was fallen upon the bed where Esther was. Then said the king, Will he force the queen also before me in my own house? As the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And Harbani, one of the king's chamberlains, said before the king, 
Behold also the gallows, fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him, hang him thereon. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. You know, I think about that scripture that says, You reap what you sow. On that day, well, let's see, that's chapter 8. Let's pick up on that tomorrow, Brad. We will do chapter 8 through 10 tomorrow. How's that sound? All right, Brad, I have really enjoyed my time with you today. Now I've got to get started on writing my book. So I've got to do some studying, okay? So I will talk to you later, Brad. God bless you. I really enjoyed this today. God bless you, Brad. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.